Hello, this is Reverend Raymond Kaufman, pastor of the Log Cabin Community Church in Vinings, Georgia. Welcome to our podcast. Today, our podcast is entitled, Be Angry. I wanted to ask you a question today. Have you heard of this new trend that's out there here in our world? They're called rage rooms. You actually can rent a room for about 20, 30 minutes. It's called a rage room. And when you go into the room, you're given either a baseball bat or a golf club. Uh, You wear protective goggles when you're in the rage room. And when you go in the room, you're encouraged to just let all of the anger out you have. So with that baseball bat, you can break a television screen, you can throw some dishes on the floor, whatever is in that room, you completely destroy it. So with that golf club or with the baseball bat, you destroy what is in that room, you get out your rage, then you walk away and hopefully you're a little calmer. You know, it just reminds us that anger is an emotion that is very strong and has been a part of our world not just in our culture today where we see a lot of outpouring of anger. Anger has been a part of our world and is a part of our emotions, and our our emotions are God-given. Anger is a subtle emotion, yet it's one of the most dominant human emotions. We never quite know what to do with it. There was a Disney film that was produced a few years ago, and it was called Inside Out. And it was about a young woman who was 11 years old, and she lived in the Midwest, and her father got a new job, and he had to be transferred to San Francisco in California. And the story tells about her feelings and her emotions, and it it, it talks about her feelings of fear, of anger, of then disgust when she got to the new city and didn't care for the school and the friends she was making. Then it dealt with her sadness, and then finally... At the end of the film, she was able to find joy in her life. You know, all of those emotions are are quite real. And on our own, anger can control us, and it can also get out of control. When we think about anger being very prevalent in our lives and the world around us today, but when we study God's Word and we study the Bible, we see that anger is an emotion that even was addressed in the Old Testament, in the, the Hebrew Bible, and And Jesus and the disciples spoke about anger. Let's look a little bit more into that. We often hide it behind other emotions because we are afraid to acknowledge it. Anger is such a strong feeling that a lot of times we don't know what to do with it. Perhaps we were told when we were growing up that anger was wrong or it was a sin. And so we we try not to be angry because maybe we were taught that way. Or we don't know what to really do with these feelings of anger that we have inside of us that seem very, very, very strong. Many of us, when we get angry, instead of expressing it in a healthy way, we become very passive. Some people then shut down in their relationships with other people or shut down emotionally. Have you ever worked with someone or maybe had someone in your family and you knew that something was wrong. They became very quiet or passive, and you say, hey, what's bothering you? And they go, nothing. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> and you kind of knew that something was wrong. We let our anger come out sometimes in more acceptable ways, but maybe not a very healthy, authentic way. Anger is one of the hardest emotions for us Christians to deal with because 
we really want to be kind and nice to, to each other, and I certainly understand that. The Apostle Paul, when he wrote his letter to the Ephesians, he wrote it 60 years after the death of Christ. And he was writing to this church, and he was speaking to them about unity and about coming together. And he was talking to a group of new Christians, and there were, there were Jews, and there were Gentiles, and they were coming together as young Christians and, and learning how to, how, to, how to work within that diversity. And I'm sure during that time, there had to have been some strong feelings that they were working out. And he says that since we belong to Christ, we must live now differently. Paul then says to them, be angry, but do not sin. So here we're learning in Scripture that it's okay to be angry, but I think it's how we handle that anger that we're going to talk about. The average person feels some degree of anger or its cousin, frustration, 10 to 14 times a day. I often get mad at myself if I've forgotten something. Have you ever gotten in the car and driven halfway to where you were going? I did this today, and I realized I didn't have something very important I needed and had to turn around and come back. A lot of my anger and frustration is, is towards myself, but it's also very easy to get angry and frustrated at others. And, I, and just think it happens 10 to 14 times a day for most people. Here is what we need to note. Anger is not a sin. Anger is an emotion. It's in a bouquet of all the emotions that we experience. This is how God made us. We experience fear. We experience joy. We experience sadness. When we say goodbye to a loved one, there's sadness. These are all natural. Then sometimes we experience disgust. But then there's anger, all of these emotions. You know, in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew Bible, we learn that God got angry 375 times. He would get angry over the decisions that people made. In the New Testament, when we are learning about the, the life of Christ, we realize that Jesus went in the temple and got very angry. Jesus got angry. If we don't get angry in a relationship, are we really being authentic? Have you had a friend or a close relative and uh, you've had to sit down and, and talk out something that was bothering you. And when you get through that, it may not be, it might not be fun to deal with. We may kind of put it off. But when you work through that anger in a relationship, then you both become a lot more authentic because you're being real. Sometimes anger, when we experience it, simply means I care. I care about you. Sometimes our anger is an expression of love. We're angry at someone because we love them so much, we, we, we don't want them to make a mistake. Or, I'm not going to stand by and watch you waste away your life. <laughs> I can hear someone saying that. Ang anger, a lot of times, is because we love and we care other people. It's what we do with our anger that may cause us trouble. Paul says, the Apostle Paul said, be angry and sin not. The starting point is to admit our own anger. Now, many times we hold anger inside and we may be feeling troubled or frustrated or depressed when we're really experiencing anger. So sometimes we have to take a step back, look within, and say, what am I feeling today? What are my emotions? Am I experiencing fear? Am I experiencing anger? And what am I angry about that I don't want to admit? And to really look within and find out what emotion you're feeling. 
There is a saying that goes like this. If I don't talk it out, I'll end up taking it out. You know, when we bottle up our anger, any emotion, we bottle it up, we bottle it up and don't express it. And sometimes it comes out in in ways that are not appropriate. We have to acknowledge that I'm angry and then we move forward. We learn from scripture, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. We can get angry, but we need to resolve that anger and try, try to reconcile it. I've talked to many couples and I say, what's the secret of your long marriage? And one of them inevitably will say, we tried to never go to bed angry. We tried to resolve those feelings. Jesus said also, settle matters quickly with your adversaries. So people have problems, have difficulties, but he's encouraging us to try to quickly resolve them. Anger neglected leads to bitterness. And when we hold on to that anger, it really is hurting ourselves. Bitterness affects both the body and the soul. I want to talk to you about two types of angers today. The first anger is a good anger because sometimes when we're angry, it causes us to do something to make some differences in our world or our situation. I read about a man this week. He was British, William Wilberforce. He died in 1833. He was a very famous British uh, politician and also a philanthropist. He was so angered at that time about the British slave trade in the 17th century. He took steps in Parliament to change the course of history, to say slave trade is wrong. We, We can't do this. He took his anger and something positive came out of it. Martin Luther King the Log Cabin Church. We're here in, in the community of Atlanta, Georgia. And Martin Luther King is from our city. And the civil rights movement was, was begun right here in the 1960s. And Martin Luther King took his anger about, about what he's feeling and thinking about African Americans. And he created a positive awareness of, of that cause. So anger sometimes can start out and cause some very good results. But you know, there's also an anger that is maybe a negative anger. Exploding in rage is not dealing with it in the sense that Paul speaks. Sometimes when we build up anger, it it becomes rage within us. We don't make good decisions when we're angry. James said in the New Testament, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. How do we deal with it? Well, let's look at Paul's words that he wrote this. He said, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior instead. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. You know, I love that word kindness. When When we treat other people with just a little bit more kindness, the world really is a more pleasant place. And we as Christians are called to be gracious and kind. Because God has forgiven us, and because we've received forgiveness, we can offer it to others. Forgiveness is the heart of the gospel. Is there someone in your life, perhaps someone that you feel like has harmed you or hurt you, and you're, you're holding on to that hurt today. 
Can you look within and examine that hurt and try to find a way to resolve it? These these issues aren't easy. But with God's help, as you resolve these issues of anger, you free yourself up in the Christian realm of forgiveness and kindness and love. You know, there is, uh, as we conclude today, I want to share with you some train safety at tracks. When I was a little boy, I remember this was very popular where people would teach you when you're traveling over a, a train track, you have to stop, look, and listen. And in our lives, when we're dealing with anger and some tough emotions, can we apply that to that little bit of wisdom where we can stop before you say something that you'll regret? Look to see why you are angry, looking within, and then listen to the Holy Spirit's guidance for a better response in your life. The same advice that saves us from trains will save us from the train wreck that the emotion of anger can cause us if it goes unchecked. My prayer for you is a life of kindness and peace. And I pray that these words on anger have helped you today to look within and to be able to live a life free of anger. Thank you, and God bless you.